Yes. Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Rest in peace. Uh, uh, uh. I feel it. I like this kid over here standing in line at the Pendleton Whiskey Bar. Give me a double. Our bartender's not bad to look at today. None of them have been. But she's shiny. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I love my wife. Don't that worry about it. Gotta hit the right song. All right, everybody. It's 2 o'clock in Texas. The sun's shining. The birds are singing. The beer is flowing. It's time for the podcast that kicks ass. The number one podcast in the Western sports industry. Probably in the world. So we're just waiting. We're uh, nine, on, 997th in on America. For Spotify to send us $100 million like they did Joe Rogan. And everybody jokes like, everybody makes fun of me when I say that. They're like, how's your podcast? And I'm like, we're 997th in the world, in the nation. But that's out of 700,000. It's like a cross-country meet. If you finish in the top 50... You're doing pretty good. Yeah. But everybody who wants to come listen to an awesome podcast, it's Rump and Hambone with all NFR people on the show as guests today. All NFR. Yeah. All the time. No, don't say it like that. Don't say NFR. It. We are at the halfway point. Uh, five rounds left. And he, there's, there's hey, been, how much better was Coleman Proctor than Anthony Lucia, by the way? I didn't really get to see Coleman, but... Anthony, Shut up, Jersey. I think Coleman could do some good, and he's like the only team roper I know that can really talk good. He's a good talker. Like the, the other night when we at the back number ceremony when we were trying to get team ropers to talk, most of them will not talk. Very good. But I've always in the past, every year that we – Well, Eric Rogers did good. Yeah. You, got, you know, you got to talk to him. Amani Tatanka. Ho, ho, wachi. He, he, Eric talked, but he talked crap on <laughs> the – Tom Glouse for kicking him out of Cave Creek. So that doesn't, I don't really. know. I don't know if that counts, but um, we are back with the Rum Chat Podcast. For everybody here, everybody watching online, thank you. We've had a lot of, I can't believe it, 16,500 views this week uh, from people watching on live Facebook, Facebook or Face Page, as Benny Butler calls it. Y'all on Face Page, y'all on the Snap, he calls Snapchat Snapbook. Did you know that? Witt's grandma calls it Snapchat. <laughs> you know, actually, we should give away some stuff today, too. Because of the, the age of technology that we're in, two things. I have saw uh, a lot of old ranchers and farmers who are our people walking around here with flip phones. If you got a flip phone, we're going to give you something today, okay? There, right there, look at this guy. Okay, he's hey, got, you know what? I bet he's got the best reception of anybody. There ain't crap for reception. Bring your flip phone up here. We're going to give you a gift to go along with your flip phone. Round of applause. Okay. What, what are we going to give him? Right there. Oh. We're going to give you a cassette tape. Do you have a cassette player, sir? If he's got a flip, if he's got a flip phone, he's got oh. a cassette tape. Yeah, there we go. That is All right. This is uh, Chancey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band. They're out of Wyoming. They're really great guys. they got a hot fiddle player. They're country It's a girl. Um, and you, we know you have a cassette player. Yes. So what's you enjoy your, that. What's your name, sir? Jim Cope. Where are you from? Happy Texas. Hell yeah. yeah. Jim will enjoy your cassette. Thanks for coming, okay. Jim. Oh, thank you. Thank enjoy. you. And if I need to make a call later, can I use your phone? Because I guarantee you that $75 phone works better than this $1,300 phone. That right there is an iPhone 34 he's holding. Let me see this. Let's see the phone. 
Consumer cellular. <laughs> what? Is there a plan on it? Oh, there's a naked lady for the screensaver. <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. That's my Aunt Rhonda. <laughs> it's not. Look at that. Yeah. Wow, this brings back N memories. You could throw that off the top of the Coliseum, land on the Dodge truck. That's great, Jim. Will Loomis could step on it with one foot, and that phone would still work, okay? Attaboy. He's Thanks, got, Jim. He does have five bars. Round of applause, round of applause for, for Jim, Jim, everybody. All right, Thanks Jim. for making the trip, sir. Thanks for making the trip. All right, Glad Jim. to have you all here. Happy Texas! Ha! The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Don't walk by, ladies. You want to come in and sit down and drink those beers. Don't worry about it. You know you do. Oh, my God. Oh, Stacey, my God. Stacy, they're talking about us. Stacy and Michelle, we got our beer at the rum chat. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, don't hate us. You don't. guys don't talk like that at all. Are those bell bottoms that you're wearing? They're back in style. Hey, hey rump, why don't you give them a come online? Hey, uh, what's your name, ma'am? Cindy? Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, do you have a pencil? Because I'd like to erase your past and rewrite your future. Because of That's the pretty pencil. good. Yeah. That line sucked. How about the bartender? How are you, ma'am? Is your name trash? Because I'd love to take you out. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm not going to wow. go on with the COVID. That's terrible. <laughs> that was... Okay, hold on. One more. One more. You this ruined is... any shot you ever had okay. with her. Ma'am, <laughs> is your last name Wi-Fi? Because I'm starting to feel a strong connection. Not just kidding. Fort we Worth, know there's no Wi-Fi down here. Okay. Not in the stockyard, you're not. Oh, you got you to gotta actually, um, I'm not going to promote someone that's not sponsoring Rum Chat or what we're doing here at Hui Fest. What am I not promoting? But if you want to. bartender. If you want to. And get, Lindsay. If you want to get reception, you got to go to. The drive-in too small. on the other side. Are your man boobs uh, showing no, a little I bit? I, I, I spilled ranch all over me, and I was trying to eat. We were on Flint's show at noon. So we're at the convention center, and then we hauled butt down here, and my little poor Gus hadn't eaten any lunch. It's like 1.30, so we swing through Sonic you and took, ranch you, dressing all over me. You took your one-year-old son to Sonic? Yeah. All about the health in your family, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Oh, oh, and you're the epitome of health. I'm not epitome of health. I know I'm a fat guy, but I'm actually in really good shape. Uh, the only doctors that I trust are Dr. Miller, um, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Love, Dr. Proctor, and Dr. Scholes. I think I kind of nailed them all. There you go. Yeah, Dr. Scholes, the official footwear of everybody here over 60. Okay. <laughs> But let's get to let's our guests. Let's get it kicked off. Who's going first? You going my brother, my brother first? Well, who's got to get out of it? Because I really, we've got. I think really he's got to get out of here first. I know, Webster doesn't do anything until the bull riding. So. Oh, let's and meet. He barely does anything then. Yeah, we actually have Buddy uh, Burn. Buddy Burn. We have one of the guys. <laughs> like I said, today is all the NFR show where we have featuring people who actually contract personnel have a job at the finals. Unlike me and Hambone's dumbass who just hang out here all day and drink beer, but. He was actually featured on the Cowboy Channel as your brother. Yeah, let's uh, let's play it, Chase. Uh, can we play that? Um, as do we have the video? Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, go ahead and hit it, Chase. When uh, I don't know if you can see the video, I don't. It should be on the screen. Welcome back to Texas Live, and this place is going to make it mighty rowdy before we're through later on tonight. <laughs> this will be the stage where we're going to wrap things up with a post-game show, and right after that. 
Clint Rasmussen, Randy Corley are going to come up here. Don't listen and to all this. The Montana Silversmith belt buckles. You're going to have a chance to meet the go-around winners right here on this stage. But there's other stars we want you to meet. And a man who is responsible for millions of dollars and how it's paid off is a man who's got a lonely job behind all those timed event cattle is a very strong man. I'm Andy Hilton, the 2020 NFR steer pusher. <laughs> it's an important job. It's important that somebody's big in there and that they know what they're doing. First thing I do when I get down here, I put on my outfit and I try to stretch and, and get stretched out a little bit. I'm not in the best shape, so <laughs> I try to, I have to stretch my muscles before. Talk about these steers looking straight down the chute, making sure everything's nice and tight, everything's where they want to be. When Tony gives the call, you load the steer. So after that, after that sponsor flag comes around, we let that steer in. Perfect position for a steer is all four legs standing up straight, them looking forward, their head not too high, their head not too low. So I just stand here kind of with my knees so he can't back up, letting John get all hooked up. The cowboy comes in, they pin the barrier, and as he's coming around to start get ready, I just get down, I make sure the steer's to the front of the chute. I get ready here with just my hands. I don't, I don't, and he already strapped on me. He'll be sitting there and if he needs something, he'll say, get him up a little bit more, get him up a little bit more. And then you just get up a little bit more. So once I get here, I just look and watch, and as soon as they nod, I start to push. That way it helps them get the best start and on that steer that they don't break out. <laughs> the worst part about being a pusher is when they have poop all over you, and sometimes you're up in there and they just, it gets all down you. Look, I'm already dirty. Hence the coveralls. <laughs> they like it. So when I'm walking from here to the time to vent, or the calf rope and shoot, a lot of people laughing at me because it's all over. Pushing steers at the NFR, living the dream. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the steer pusher, the 2020 NFR cattle pusher. My big brother, Andy Hilton. Hey. Grab the mic, Andy. I thought, I'm going to tell you all seriously, I thought, honestly, that was awesome to showcase uh, the the steer pusher because that is an important job. Like, it's not glamorous, as you saw by the poop on his shirt when he was pushing a, a farm animal out of a steel cage. But... Um, Honestly, it's so cool. Like, if you look at what they've done with Cowboy Channel this year, they've got behind there, like, when they, uh, with other sports, like football, when they've done the, the guy who paints the lines for Alabama or, you know, anything behind the scenes, it's pretty cool that, um, that Andy's here. His brother is a two-time sound man of the year and works the biggest rodeos in rodeo, and his older brother pushes out cattle. So both of them are, <laughs> both of them are good in their jobs. One more time for Andy on everybody. Andy, Andy, you know what? Here, pick we up your you, mic brother. and start talking. Hello. <laughs> um, Andy, you are the champ. Oh, yeah. See that, Andy? So, uh, Andy, but seriously, thank you for coming here. Because we were going to do, like, both brothers here today. We are going to have Ty and you on, but for... Well, your dad had the idea because he helps us on the Tyne event crew. Yeah, Bronco. And he goes, I think we just need to go down there and replace those two. 
Yeah, my dad, like, he, you know, he never even heard of a podcast till we put him on. Yeah, Bronx got a lot of great ideas. Yeah, he does. Now, he's like, called, my dad will call me like, sporadically sometimes and be like, hey, I got an idea for you and Hambone's radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Not a radio show, Bronk Aruski, but Bronk is one of the, uh, the more downloaded people. He's but a fan favorite, but he's we, a, uh, he's a fan favorite, but now we have your brother on. Yep. And there's one thing that we know siblings know all the dirt. Uh, as for as for everybody here that <laughs> the, the, the listens to Rump Chat or if you watch it, you know that Hambone is always being mean to me. And <laughs> but today, your brother who you grew up with, your older brother, Andy Hilton, is here. And uh, I don't know about you guys watching online right now, but how many people would like to hear his older brother tell an embarrassing story about a handbone? Hey. That sucks. Because they respect me. No, they don't. The hard part about a handbone through life is he was really the funny guy, too, just like you were in your family. But you never gave him any crap because he would come back tenfold <laughs> with something to tell the whole. He would stand in the, up in the bar and tell a story about when you peed your pants as a kid. You, you did. Like he would, Christmas. He wouldn't care. People don't forget. Okay, so tell us about growing up with handbone. He was always a skinny little kid. What? And Until about fifth grade. He had a lot yeah. of energy. He was pretty. Decently good in football, even though he'll tell everybody he was the best linebacker. All-time sack, single season, season, single season sack leader, Sydney Iowa <laughs> High School. That was when we were 11 man. Then they went to eight man. And he thinks he was a really good steer wrestler too. I was not a really good steer wrestler. I was really good at having wrecks. And as everybody knows in the rodeo world that knows us both, they always say, "Well, Andy's the worker, and Hambone isn't," because even through high school rodeo, I saddled the horses. He just got on and rode them. You and made your brother saddle your horses? Well, <clears throat> when you have appearances to make. Oh, what appearances? Yeah, but raise your hand if you broke out to go to the National High School Finals Rodeo. There you go. You don't have I to, I'm not bitter about it anymore. You don't have to make it personal. God, look. <laughs> what about when Hambo, like, when he lived in your parents' basement till he was in his 30s, correct? No, 20. Okay. Yeah. I moved out, and then I moved back. But I was working for Copenhagen, you know, traveling. So why would I need to go pay rent? He has a good story of the time he brought a girl home, and he just told, him that, told her that he had roommates. <laughs> and you she went upstairs the roommates? next morning, true story. and my dad was sitting at the kitchen table, and she said, hello. And he goes, you want some breakfast? And she went right back downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> my, of course, my mom. My mom's like you, Susie Homemaker. Literally, her name's Susan. Oh, good morning. Would you like some coffee? <laughs> and this girl's like, uh, what is going on? Yeah, she was not happy. Never talked to her again. Yeah, well, you know when you... Uh, Hi, Pete Carr. There's Pete Carr, everybody. Hey, Pete. Proud sponsor of Rump Chat. Pete Carr. That's two R's. Don't forget. R, yeah. Um, you actually helped Pete, too, a little bit. but I do. Back yeah, to the... Right. Uh, so was that the only gal that Hambone ever brought home with his roommates? Hambone? Easy. I never saw any really girls with Hambone, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... I don't mean to be mean, but... You don't take... <laughs> but if you see his wife now, she is absolutely gorgeous. And you would never A raging alcoholic, could... but she is hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, is she here? And Hambone is not the easiest person to live with. He really isn't. Why? He's impatient. 
if it doesn't go how it's planned, it's really hard. So you just, if it's in the pickup and something's going, you just sit down. You don't say anything. a bad thing? He has the whole family trained to just not say anything. Well, is that a bad thing, though? I mean, when you plan, make a plan. If we say we're going to do something, then we do it. Sorry, that was boy. Oh, gosh, that's a boy um, coming out. I don't know. I just like things to go the way I want them to go. Well, right? Did you guys ever fight? Not really. Not we he got could, competitive he, like most brothers do, but one he time he was mad ass, and he at still me, can. And he so threw why, a, why try? He threw a log down the stairs at me yeah, off the true. fireplace that wasn't on fire. But that was well, about God, the worst. That was that was. I, I would have probably. I'm not kidding you. It would have. It was a log, and I went over my head, down the stairs at him, and it bounced and hit the wall, which was I didn't think things through very good because it made a hole in the wall. And then I not only had to run from him from beating me up, but my dad. And, yeah, Vince was pretty upset. I think that what we need to do, let's, let's settle what needs settled. Let's, I can't wait till we get your brother on Let's here, figure this out. He is loving this right I would love to see Andy and Hambone fight once and for all to see who the toughest nope. brother is. Nope. I would still he is. I would win. He would. Look at this. On our live feed, we just have three people within the last three seconds of me saying that. Give me the thumbs up. So this Saturday, Cowtown Coliseum, the last day of the National Finals rodeo. Nope, not going to happen. We are not going to. I'm Will not you quit muting my mic. Why? I know. He you guys look at him. He's, he's six foot four, 285. And he can whoop my ass. I'm not okay, going to. Well, you're, make, you're taking. I mean, the fun I know my limitations. It. You're taking the fun out of it. But why don't you fight him? I got a bad leg. I give up uh, fist fighting for Christmas. Well, should we, uh, now that we've got the pusher on, you know, we have one of our bulldoggers here that is the, not the pusher, uh, the pusher guy, but the guy who runs the steer once they leave the arena. Um, he's in the back. It might be an impromptu. But oh, he's all the way in the back. Where's Will? Will? Will Loomis, come here. NFR steer wrestler from Stay the great right there, state of Mississippi. One. Everybody, a round of applause for Will Loomis. Oh, I can play some music. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, play some music. Yeah, hold on. Will, don't wait. Will, wait there. Let's start those over. Ready? Will Loomis. Okay, now go. Yeah. <laughs> the biscuit-eating big boy. I got to find out why Jonesy calls you the biscuit-eater. Sorry, we had. Is it on? What? Yeah, there we yep. go. We had four chairs, but somebody got cute and stole one. Well, Was some things have been going on in the stockyards. Kids, right. Kids, cover your ears. Um, if you guys see the Tesla car over there, everybody look over there. Pro Fantasy Rodeo is giving away a Tesla, fifty thousand dollars. No, go to Vex Western. Yeah. Vex Western, and you go shopping. Now, when you buy things on there, there's like Red Bluff has a, a, their merch and, and Cheyenne Rump Chat. Hey. And when you buy things through Vex Western, it's basically an online, like a, like a, you do it on the convention center shop, basically that. So what happens? You get points. Was, yeah. Shh, sorry. When you get points, you you can you get entered to win that awesome little Tesla. It's badass. Yeah. Go ahead. He doesn't need it. Yeah, you can have it. So that being Just said, what happened to the Tesla last night, Rump? Um, somebody, his <laughs> name rhymes with a schmanzny schmusha. Uh, that's Anthony Lucia. Forgot to lock the Tesla. And um, about 2 o'clock in the morning, there is security footage. There's the chair. Oh, there's the chair. Got it. 
there's security <laughs> footage of that white Tesla. Two people making love in the Tesla. Yeah. So that's not a joke. The ultimate NFR story. <laughs> Those seats are seasoned. So if you, uh, if you win, um, you might want to go with the truck. It's been locked the whole time, but... Will, I'm so glad, so glad for you to no, stop actually, by. No, actually, Jonesy will probably make Will clean the car now. <laughs> you know what, Will? Funny, Will was actually with me. If you guys have seen the uh, Vex Western commercial where I was dressed as Santa Claus. and He made a really good Santa. I really did. And Brady Hageman was the elf. So, yep. And Will got to dress normal. Right? So it was the elf and Santa Claus and Will. And Will had to ride in the back seat. It and was awful. I, it was awful. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know anything about a Tesla car. They can zero to sixty in like three seconds. Yeah, so, yeah, it's something's yeah, something's so crazy. Casey could tell you. I can't remember. Oh, Casey, he loves it. He he loves to go eighty mile an hour and go. Hey, you can't tip this over. And then he turns as fast as possible. Right. But Whiplash. Will was in the back and and I, he wasn't prepared for the throttling. <laughs> and I, I floored the Tesla dressed as Santa Claus, and it about broke Will's head off. And he actually, not on this Tesla, but the last one, accidentally put Yeah, definitely a, not on this one. No, we, we swear. A, put a foot through the speaker. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd rather have a foot through the speaker than what lies in that car at this point in time. Well, well, that's a fact. What, what the other good deal was, um, <laughs> in a Tesla, it's like an iPad. Too much? It's, there's not like, it's pretty hard to work, and I, I accidentally tooted. I had a little bit of Christmas cheer slip out of Santa Claus's, <laughs> and Will was in the back seat, and I couldn't figure out how to roll the windows down because it's all through the computer. Right, and, on the uh, screen. Will's a pretty big guy, and when he wants out of the back of a Tesla, he's going to get out of the back of a Tesla. You know, Andy, when you're sitting there with Will, it looks like you could be a bulldogger. Did you ever try to bulldog? I did. I could get to him and get him caught, but I was he terrible on the ground. Yeah, he doesn't like, have that. I'm going to my butt, but I never really had anybody work with me. Yeah, I was a better. Yeah, he uh, he didn't have that. I'm gonna rip your head off mentality. I only do for like a couple seconds at a time. That's true. I'm not mean all the time. And you've had a pretty good NFR after the first day. Yes, after the first <laughs> okay. day. Wait, did you? We'll bad? leave that alone. Did, did you get a bad? I'm blaming it on him. Did you get a bad my push? Was your, leave. Was your yeah, pusher bad? Yeah, my. I don't think my pusher. I mean, he's been good every day since, but I just I think he had to get warmed up. Way to go, Andy. Way to ruin Will's gold buckle right. dreams. Yeah. <laughs> How? Uh, he hadn't, I mean, ruined, he hadn't ruined it yet. We're still going. Obviously, we all, you know, I'm not going to go, how important is the pusher? We all know it's important. But, I mean, there's more to it. You know, you got to read that if that steers, you know, knowing if he's squatting a little bit. You know, yeah. that communication, he's, you know, squatting, hold up, hold up, hold up. You know, um, kind of tell people that maybe not know kind of those intricacies of, of that job. Andy? Well, because oh. during the whole year, they do it for each other. Yeah. So yeah. I'm but replacing all them, too. So they have a high level of ex – especially in the steer wrestling. A team rubber is going to see horn around or point of the shoulder, and a steer wrestler is dropping and going. So the that it is most important during the steer wrestling, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's uh, – you know, it, which he's done it enough. You know, he, he knows what he's doing. And when steers are leaning on you and stuff, you know, a lot of guys will holler, hold up. You know, hold up, he's not right or whatever. And a lot of times we can see it, but sometimes we can't. Um, and, you know, a, I think a, a pusher is, is even less thank, even less thankless of a job than hazing. Hmm. You know, you don't, you don't, you, you only notice hazers when they miss hazes. 
That's right. That's true. You know, you never Very you, true. You, and people never talk about them until they miss hazes. But you never hear about a guy pushing, you know, pushing steers or, or anything like that. But but it is it's it's very important, especially at the NFR when we're going this fast. Yeah, I uh, I haze for Stockton Graves at the uh, a jackpot <laughs> one time, and um, all Stockton told me was, "Whatever you do, don't run me over." And the steers started fading left, and I was given going to give him the old alfalfa Federson bump. Right. And I I bumped the steer. Uh, and the, I bumped his horn into the side of Stockton's He's mouth. fading right, right? He was fading right-ish left. <laughs> he was running actually backwards. You're going to bump him. So he was backwards. I was right. looked, <laughs> in my mind, when I replay my mind, I'm coming at me. Oh, sorry. Stage left. Anyhow, I accidentally ran Stockton over, and um, he quietly jogged to the back end of the arena <laughs> and punched the shit out of the side of my face. Have you ever punched a hazer? No, not no, uh, never. Would I, you? I've never been that angry. I guess <laughs> you haven't. Uh, I, that, no, which I've never told anybody not to run over me, and then they ran over me. So oh. I mean, <laughs> I think it'd be pretty. Cool. Maybe I mean because it, it kind of sounds like you did it on purpose. No, I did not do it on purpose. I mean, that's what Stock, it sounds like. I'm just saying. Stock, if you're out there, do you have to designate a hazer for the whole NFR? Yeah, I mean, you can change if you want to. Really? If you've got, yeah, I've got anybody with a card. Yeah, they've got a card. Yep. So you want to fire Casey? Put him in there. Um, I've got a few backups. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. You know, we'll go KC and then like Hass and then maybe Pearson and then, may you know maybe I don't know maybe bring Freckles my dad Brown. Maybe, br- maybe maybe bring my dad so in. <laughs> so you're saying there's a Brent, chance? Yeah. And then Hambone yeah. and then Rump. You know, uh, I, w- I would rather him not push and haze than let Rump haze. I think. What I would be a great haze, but you would be a good pusher too. I'm saying, like what? you could push and, and he could haze. And what I what I would lack in the haze, to get a bigger shoot. Oh, there, hey, thanks a lot, there, Hambone. <laughs> um, what I would lack as far as being a good hazer, I would make up in motivational speeches. Because um, for everybody that remembers Alpha Alpha Federson, he's still alive somehow. Um, <laughs> he had the coolest saying. Like before you went to Bulldog, he would slap you in the in the leg with a hazen bat, <laughs> and that's what I would be getting. I'd be like, "All right now," and and Alfalfa <laughs> would say, "Hey man, go Bulldog now. Rip that steer's horns off and bring the horns back, and we'll drink beer out of them." And that was pretty <laughs> motivative. Or put him on his hips, pork chop lips. Did you ever hear that one? No, what was no, the other one that Alfalfa used to say? <laughs> Anybody remember Alfalfa Federson? You remember all the cool things he say? Uh, the other ones, hey. Bring it back in a McDonald's sack. It made no sense, but it did kind of. But I feel like um, Alfalfa liked the old booger sugar. No, he, he yeah, well he <laughs> he loved life, and he's still. I don't know if he, he's probably got a flip phone right now, so he can't watch. But he's he was a great hater, hazer. He was awesome hazer. But more importantly, he was a good motivator. So like at some of these rodeos at Slack, I went to Woodward, Oklahoma, and tried to haze for Riley Duval, and he said no. Um, and I tried to haze for Jewel, and he said no. But funny thing is, I actually hazed for Jewel in um, Kingman, Kansas, in 1997, and he was 7'6". So, so he didn't win. No, actually, that won Kansas High School Rodeos, didn't it, J.D.? <laughs> You're an old Kansas High School Rodeo guy. You can verify that I, I did haze for Jewel before and gave him a pretty solid run. So I feel like I'm making my case to uh, – NFR hazer. I know? feel like if you know it from, like, if you know that haze in that much detail, <laughs> maybe that was the only good one ever. 
I also possibly. S- I also got to play in a high school basketball game, um, varsity, <laughs> once. So St. John, Kansas. No big deal. I barely remember it. But uh, coming into the last few days, <laughs> what? Casey Jones just sent us the security video of the two people in the car. Oh no, he did it. So come back tomorrow at two o'clock, and we'll have that uploaded. Oh my gosh! It doesn't show, you know, the things. Just, just them, them getting out. I would just probably end that conversation with this. I don't care if you enjoy the fruits of love. Just pick up your peels. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's something to something to think about as we go into week number two of the uh, national finals rodeo in Texas. What pin of steers you running tonight? Uh, this I was talking to Andy, actually. Oh. <laughs> you looked at me. I didn't know. I was confused. You might be crossing no, the middle of my bed. No, I'm just talking. I'm go just ahead, talking Andy. I don't know what's <laughs> He's got to push them all the same. It's, Don't it's matter if it's big or small. They all get a push. Yeah. Uh, this will be the fast pin tonight. Ooh. It'll be the, the really good steers. Like though. fast on the ground or run really fast? No, like fast on the ground. Three, eight, one last hole. So yeah, how much money have you won hole. so far before taxes? Well, I'm not real sure exactly what what it's paying. You know, they've said full purse. Yeah, they've said fluid. Well, and they, six say, million. they keep saying points. I don't understand that, like. Well, had a great round tonight. This cowboy brings home 16,000 points. Sorry. Whoops. Like like you can go uh, to a, a restaurant and, and they say, well, we're going to bring your bill. You mind if I pay in points? Like, So the points deal isn't the money thing, right? So nobody really knows what the rounds are paying. Yeah, well, so. Generally. Right. So in Vegas, they pay $26,231. I'm sorry. I know it to a T, but um, I'm a numbers guy. Anyway, um, they said this is back during uh, the the Ram finals in Greeley that they had they were guaranteeing six million dollars, which is sixty percent of the purse, which is going to pay like fifteen seven or something to win a round. Well, now they're saying that, which when when that was going on, they were talking about getting all of it. You know, they were pretty sure they'd get all of it, but they were guaranteeing six million. So I don't know if the go rounds are paying fifteen seven or if they're paying twenty six. Because um, they really haven't come out and said anything. I know George Taylor said on the news channel, I guess like the day of the first round, I was watching it in the hotel because that's where I've been for since I've been here. And uh, and he said that, that the purse was $10 million, And I don't know if that was the points or what, what they were talking about. But but they are counting. If the rounds pay fifteen seven, they are counting in points the 26000 because there's guys after they won the American, Matt Reeves and Chad Mayfield and them guys, you wouldn't be able to catch them mm-hmm. if it only paid 15000 a night because um, they came in here with fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 leads. Well, listen, if I hire a guy to do a job and I'm saying, or, you know, if I get hired to do a rodeo and somebody says, well, we're going to give you 1000 a perf, but, you know, things go right, you know, we'll, we'll give you 1500 I'm planning on a thousand, <laughs> for sure. Gonna, you know, but there has been, you know, a lot of some expense. people have said that that they've gotten it all, but I haven't heard anything or seen any of it. So. I know the state of Texas put in, the government itself. I'm fairly certain it has chipped in its fair share. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's local on the state government, but when on the on the when they announced it that it was coming here, you know, you have the state, uh, basically the guy who takes care of all the funds and stuff like that is on, you know. There's obviously some state money there. And I know one thing about Texas, they pay their bills. That's for damn sure. So uh, who knows? I hope it gets there. Can you, I hope for you guys, can you pay especially your, this year. Can you pay your amount money in points? 
Uh, I don't know, Jones. Casey and I will have to talk about that. Hey, how much fun is it rodeo with Casey Jones? Probably one of the most cool dudes in all of rodeo. What a fun guy. Loves yeah. to drink coffee and eat at Denny's and drive Teslas, steer wrestling, yeah. skunk chasing. <laughs> Casey doesn't like to eat a lot, though, and I like to eat. So, I mean, you know, we just kind of – that's about the only thing we I guess we clash over, you know. Like, yeah. if like, if we're rodeoing, you know, we're – I like to stop and eat, you know, but – you know, Casey's good on Copenhagen coffee and beer, <laughs> but sounds like a trip to the bathroom. Maybe I should try Copenhagen. Maybe I'm, I'm, no, I'm no. on the beer and the coffee, but maybe tried, the Copenhagen's what I'm. Missing. I tried Copenhagen years ago and I threw up. Uh, we actually have on our <laughs> live feed. We have a question from a stock contractor. Imagine that. Okay, who is in the running for the best steers of the year? No comment. Flying your rodeo, <laughs> Reno Rosser. Can we have a steer wrestling without? Tony Amaral. You didn't no, give a shout out to Tony. Thing. He got hurt last night. That's what he said. Right. Tony got like 20 stitches, so we were running extras, and the barrier rope popped up and wrapped Jeez. around his hand. And, I didn't uh, even see that. Yeah, know. he got 20 stitches. Ain't blading like a stuck hog. Well, Tony, you're a bit overweight. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> have I'm you right also? He's the big guy that covers up me. That's why you can't see me. And that's pushing I mean, is because Tony's leaning Same on with me. Chain. My blood runs thin. Thank I, you. Thank you, Bourbon. I would <laughs> they have a camera in the chute that looks at the steer. I think they need to have two, like one looking at the steer and then turn it around, and then you can see him. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to put a rope chat patch on the top of Andy's head. Because, like, lean forward for no, people to see. I'm not going to do that. Something, I have an I'm bald headed. Something I'll be over spot. there. That's all you I'm hey, bald headed. Thanks, Dad. We both have you that. i proud of it. Thanks for our hairline, Pops. Okay, here we go. Old school rodeo clown joke. His hairline made a beeline for his behind. You don't have to laugh at that joke. Nobody has for the last Awful. 20 years. That's not my joke. That's you, got a couple, gotta, you got a couple laughs out of it. Have you ever made a mistake in high school, Justin? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. I got to tell this one story on my brother before we let him go and we get this other cool cat up here. Um, so this is one of my favorite stories about my brother. He never did anything wrong. Oh. He didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't drink in high school. He was state champion tie-down roper. He was state president of the high school association, the golden boy. And then there's me. Well, my brother and a friend, Toby Edelman, got some beer one night. And with a really hot chick, they went out and they tooled around. And they drank like two beers, tasted like crap to them. You know how it was in high school. And like some people couldn't handle it. So, anyway, they hide, they hide the beer, or whatever, and they're talking. And so, but later on the next day, my brother calls Toby, and they're talking about this. What rings and rings and rings? Remember the old day of landlines? Remember landlines, people? Anyway, Toby picks it up. Well, the answering machine had clicked on. So they're talking about the night before drinking beer, where they hit it, where they're gonna go get it, and all this stuff, and it's being recorded. To which Toby's mom hears this. To which they call Vince and Susan. To which was glorious because my brother was finally in trouble and I was not. And he was not the golden child and it was great and he got grounded and it was so fantastic to see. Well, the worst part about it is I didn't even like beer. I don't think I had three. You know, you faked Nobody it. Nobody likes faked beer it, when you first start. And I didn't even drink any. And then <clears throat> there... The funny part was their punishment was, and I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school, you couldn't go to high school rodeo prom. And I didn't care, but I acted like it bothered me. Oh, you did too. No, I didn't. 
because junior and senior year, it would have. But if you acted like it bothered you, then they would take exactly. something else away. So I mean, this me smart. Oh, I understand he's not smart. I understand. No, he's a way better guy than me. That's true. <laughs> Everybody thinks that. Actually, we did a uh, little survey on uh, Instagram, and 98% of the PRC thinks that Andy is a better person than his brother. So how I about it for sure. Andy, everybody? I wouldn't disagree with him. I uh, wouldn't disagree with him. You know, at his wedding, I actually, it was probably the greatest wedding speech of all time. I hate to brag about myself, because you can oh, tell. yeah, that, yeah. Tell this real quick. You know, Andy married a much, much younger woman. And I said, 12 years. That's quite a bit. That's, that's a lot. That's not. I said, you know, love has no bounds. That goes for Andy and Rachel also. You know, when my brother was walking down the aisle to receive his high school diploma, I'm sure he had no idea his wife would be going into kindergarten that next fall. <laughs> oh, that is the best line ever. How did that make you feel? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm you know. pretty proud of myself. She's beautiful. Absolutely. She's she really is. You make fun of me about that all day. <laughs> Very successful, owns her own business. Yeah. She's a cool chick. Cross-eyed, but anyway. Um, no. You're so mean. We love you guys. Brother, I love you. Awesome. We'll get love you on again. We need to probably show plans. We have stories written out. We're so bad. No, we're not. After we get off and we're all talking, oh, should have told this story and this story and this story. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. Anyway. One thing, one thing I do want to say is, like, the steer wrestlers, how awesome they are at rodeos. Best group like, in rodeo. Like, I push here, yes, but... Usually at other rodeos, I'm the time event shoot boss. I run the necro, pop the latch. But you can, you can get to rodeo, and the ones that are fast-paced, Houston, San Angelo, these bigger rodeos, it's very fast-paced. These steer wrestlers, they're in the chute. They're pushing for each other. Another steer wrestler's got their horns. They're all high-fiving, Clapping. pumping each other yep. up. And then you get to the team roping, and no one's pushing. And you'll look over there and go, has anybody got Tony? Has anybody got him? Finally, somebody will come. They may tail him. The tie-down's the worst. <laughs> I've been at rodeos where no one's pushing, and you and I'll look over and I'll go, "Are any of you friends?" <laughs> no, the steer wrestlers not. are the most amazing group of people. Even at the NFR, they're back there the whole time, just pumping each other up. They're they're a ton of fun to be around. I know. I when I used to run the neck rope at Houston, I'd be like, "Yeah," they'd be like, "Bulldog now!" I'll go, "All right, let oh, the wait. bodies hit Sorry. the floor." Oh, <laughs> hey, so uh, do you hold the do you hold the neck rope for everybody or just uh, the ones you want to win? Yeah. Hundred dollar so, bill. Sorry, we, we got a, you know how the couch potatoes, couch quarterbacks, you know that take pictures of on TV, you know, and try to start crap, you know they have nothing better to do in life than just throw a monkey wrench and things, and it's like just shut up and enjoy the show. Yeah. But a, so there was a picture of the barrier crew holding the neck rope. Well, when you're in a big arena like this, trust me, like I've said, I've run, I've done it at Houston. You got about four coils of barrier. You don't just drop it, because then the the cattle step on it. And then it trips early, and then you got to have a rerun. Well, slows up the show and all that stuff. So you let it feed through your hand. Keep it up on the side of the cattle. Well, when you take a picture from God knows where at in South Dakota or North Dakota, wherever you're at, and it looks like you're holding on to where it trip, you know, it break off the neck sooner, which actually is backwards. It's well, very backwards. You would very don't want that. You would want to pull it this way, which is connected to the pin. But I never so was, it just yeah. basically what I'm saying, sit there, shut up, eat your popcorn, enjoy the NFR. <laughs> okay. Well, because like I was telling John, his name's John Wagley. He runs the neck rope. He's yeah. a little short guy in the front. Well, well and especially in the story. tie down, it is most important because 
In the steer wrestling, it always just it breaks away and goes to the ground or comes back. It, yeah. It's pretty safe. It's short. But in the tie down, it's got to break away. If it doesn't, it comes. If it flies up, it can wrap around their neck, the calf rubber's neck. So yeah. that's the reason he's holding it down there is because he keeps along the left side of that calf. So when it comes tight, it breaks and goes away. Well, it, he's holding it. And the thing is, if it breaks, or if he pulled the pin early, he would be fired for cheating because you can, the judge can see that the neck yep. rope or the barrier pulls long before the neck rope breaks off the neck. And if it's the other way, if he's like holding it, which you couldn't hold it and make the neck rope break without pulling the pin, it would leave that pigtail hanging there. Right. So there's no way to cheat. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, I agree with <laughs> and that. And you wouldn't do it here. Those guys don't want to lose their jobs over one Once cap Once again, rope. just enjoy the show. Yep. Just quit being a drama queen. Shut up. Rump chat. Rump right. chat. All right. We're going to let you guys go because we're going to get to our next uh, Love you. You superstar. Right. You guys are amazing. And um, Will, keep kicking ass, big biscuit eater. We got you on our pro fantasy team. So You dang right we do. Love you, brother. How about it for our guys? See you, buddy. Crew right Good here. luck, brother. Will Loomis. Andy. Steer Pusher Hilton. And before we go to our next guest, um, since our good friend Pete Carr is here that makes that makes this happen each and every day, don't forget tomorrow. Billy Jones, too. Billy. Tomorrow afternoon Billy. in the Cowtown Coliseum is the permit challenge. And uh, Pete Carr has put up all the money on his own. It's not covered by anybody. But it starts tomorrow at one three, o'clock. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Three o'clock tomorrow. It's a, the, the top permit guys gives them a, a show to shine, uh, stage to shine on. So um, there's top five Bronx Barebacks Bulls. It's only gonna yeah. be an hour show, like I said. But um, come here tomorrow at three o'clock. It'll be really cool. Rump's gonna work, and I'm gonna be doing some music at it. So that'd be Where awesome. Where did Pete go? Pete at meeting. Pete. Well, he left. But Pete. Uh, Pete Car Rodeo is bringing all that to you and bringing the best. Andy Stewart. Uh, last year's NFR announcer, top five NFR announcer, Hamboat Hilton, Sound Man of the Year. Pete's got his good stuff, Stock Contract of the Year nominee. All the good stuff are going to be right here. If, if you don't want to mess with going down to the baseball field, it's going to be right here. But let's bring out the one of the grandest cats in the jungle. <laughs> Timers of Tigers. We should have had Andy done Roger Mooney impression. NFR Bullfighter. Bullfighter of, of the, the year. year 2020. Let's give it up for Cody, Cody Webster. Webster. Hey. What up, champ? Hey, I tell you what. Um, hey, JD. Can, right in that deal, there's two seltzers at the end of the eyes. Can you get yeah, those? And then the two gold buckles. Yeah. Thanks, JD. Webster's not going to drink one, but uh, I want to drink one for him. Cody Webster is... Um, Looks like he got a fight with the cat. His... his uh, Maybe just a... Oh, is it on? Yeah, there you go. His ish. There you go. His mouth has gone down, but two nights ago, I don't know if you guys got to see it, but him stepping in front. Thanks, JD. Him stepping in front of a bull. He had a bull hit him directly in the mouth, knock out a tooth, and he still finished the bull ride. Was back the next day. That's right. And I don't know if there's anything tougher than that right there, but Cody Mm. Webster. Frank's tougher. Well, Frank. Way. I think we'll all agree on that, I even think, Cody. <laughs> I think, though, that Cody is on his way to being as tough as Frank. But, uh, Cody, what a year, man. And I just want to say from all of us at Rump Chat, you've been on Rump Chat before. To win Bullfighter of the Year, we were all so happy that we almost tackled you. And I got emotional as I offered Very you. emotional. I do. You know, it was hard because. You're an emotional guy, Rump. I, I cry constantly. You know that. <laughs> I'm a crier. I wish I wouldn't. I'm so they uh, we did the welcome ceremony. So they actually sent out the scripts, but they 
accidentally added in the uh, awards banquet script, which we were nominees. So five days before the banquet, I actually knew I didn't win Music Director of the Year, which is a crock of shit. But um, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, I'm not bitter. Anyway, at all. I'm joking. Jill's awesome. Don't you shut up, guys. But anyway, I knew that Cody won. And Tuck has owned it for 10 years, 10 years in a row. And, um, th- and, and to me, uh, maybe, maybe Barrel Man, but that's been the tightest. Like, that's the narrowest gap of all of the categories. Oh, because yeah. you, Tuck, Nate, you know, you guys, and, and you know, they're so, so good. And but I was just it took all of me. So that night I come up to Webster and I'm just slapping him on the back and hugging him. I'm so proud of you, man. And he's he like, was man, hammered drunk or something. Yeah. I was like, why does he keep touching? Well, me? when you have to go get dressed up to go to a banquet where you know you're not going to win, that, you get a little drunk. And I was I was also so excited. And the handbone he like pulls me aside and does one of his lectures like, Rope, look, I know you're excited for Cody, but keep your damn mouth shut. And so, and I did. Yeah, because you're you're not supposed to tell anyone, but it's usually anyone. You know, I'm bad with secrets. <laughs> you're terrible. You know terrible. You're the worst. Awful. But in my defense, you did good, bud. I never said a word about that, even though I wanted to. And I was about seven gold buckle seltzers deep, and still maintained. My I'm proud of you. Seven. He did. Round of applause for the I, Justin Rumford, everybody. Cheer for that, y'all. I, I was. No it was really hard not to tell you, Webb, because it's been a tough year. So, uh, for you, who don't know. There's been, let's see, I can name them, I think. Hold on. Joe uh, Bumgardner, Frank Newsom, uh, Rob Smets, um, keep me the Shorty Gorham. That I'm going through the guys who have fought both PBR World Finals and NFRs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you, and he was the youngest to do both. Oh, by far. Yeah. There may be maybe five, six. I'm four, probably missing four, a couple. Five, yeah, not many. I mean, that's huge because you're talking about obviously the PBR. I mean, the, the biggest bull ridings in the world. I mean, it's top 45, 40, 45 in the world. 40. And then the top 15 from the PRCA. So the top of the two biggest organizations in the Western sports are pick you to stand out there. And I, you know what? I always remember Ty Murray saying this about Joe Baumgartner. I think it's a great greatest uh, compliment for a bullfighter he goes i would have got on a bangled uh tiger if joe b was out on out between the slats like he's that's a huge compliment to those guys and and you're one of those guys and that's just awesome because i, I remember when you were 12 years old peeing your pants at sydney iowa no he didn't really pee his days. pants but uh i did that at sydney iowa two years <laughs> ago <laughs> <laughs> um but no i don't i kind of got to disagree with you about the bangle tiger thing with cody because at Fort Madison, Iowa, like uh, me. No, no, no. So what about this athlete deal that you're you're blasting me I'm on everybody not, else's shows with? I'm not blasting. Not you. cool. I'm not <laughs> blasting you, but I'm saying like, in in and you got to agree with me a little bit. And your wife and my wife and Hambone, we've all seen it. You got to admit, you are you are not fleet footed unless you're in front of a bull. I'm, you, I'm you can't like, run I'm fast. I've feet. outran yeah. you at Fort Madison two years ago. That's because I let you. You bullshit. <laughs> you tried to knock me down. What about when I beat you up on stage at, in Vegas? Like, oh, do we want to go there? I wasn't even ready for that, and I don't want to go there because you deviated my septum. Well, you broke you my nose in half. You, um, you knew going into that that boxing match that I was not going to fight fair. You knew well, that. I honestly didn't think. 
Here comes Brady dressed up as the elf from the Tesla commercial. <laughs> hey, put our put our belt back, Will. Oh, Will's got. I the will pro send Webster belt. over there to slap your face. Will, no, Lewis you won't. Carried around the uh, <laughs> pro fantasy rodeo. How tough are you there, bud? <laughs> Not tough enough. Yeah, because he just had to have his mouth glued back together. Yeah. Because it knocked out uh, when you got hit. It knocked out your tooth, and that's what would happen if we would have fought. And I swallowed it. You did. Oh, you did. Have yeah, you found it? So how'd you get it back? Uh, Have you so found what, it? What's the tooth oh. that you got? No, th- no, this is a fake tooth. It's completely the other tooth. It's it? uh, it's it's gone. Have you tried to find it? No. Don't tell me you didn't stand up and look. You no, look. No, like I really like you, I like. You as look. soon as it like I kind of rolled on my back and come up like to get a little air like I felt it, you know, down the hatch and. Uh, which also scratched my throat. So, like, I'm trying to not choke on my blood. I'm trying to not throw up. Uh, You're trying to fight bulls with DNFR. Trying to <laughs> yeah. not be cross-eyed. And then Roscoe Jarbo gets knocked out on the next bull. So, like, there's no there's no time, like, to – there just wasn't any time to think about it. Like, we were rolling right into the, the other bull, you know. And uh, that jive turkey that Roscoe's on, like, he's he's known for getting guys. Ridwell Pro Rodeo. He's pretty yeah. serious about it. And uh, so, like, I knew – just the instincts were taking over. You know, we had to go to work and keep them guys safe. And, uh, yeah, I still haven't found the tooth. I wish we would have known this before. I want to actually hear in a minute. Let's Google because, like, I've heard stories like when little kids swallow a, like a like a penny. Doesn't it take usually four days before they, they, they find the penny? I'm not Are looking you, for the let's tooth. Let's do a test. Who's got the a penny that Rump can swallow? No, I'm not doing it, but how did uh, – this is kind of maybe – There we a, go. we got a penny right here. This might – oh, I'm cashless. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could text me your credit card number, I'll charge it. Um, but the tooth you have in, the new tooth looks just like the old one. So did you have a picture? Like, how did the new tooth look so good? Well, so, like, we got on the phone. It was like, it busted. Like, it broke you it call that completely night? vertically. So, like – just the very thin layer of whatever you call the tooth was kind of on the front that wasn't broke off, but the whole back was gone. And uh, so, like, we, we go to Boston's Pizza after the perf, and, like, my head's ringing and ears are ringing and just, you know, kind of Do you remember much quote of the, unquote the impact? post-concussion? You Did know? you remember the impact at all? Uh, it Like, it blacked me out. Like, it – I didn't go out, but, like, the – I thought of what, whatever, however you describe that. But uh, so, like, I we get to Boston's Pizza and like everything's just ringing and, and going on. So we're making calls trying to to figure everything out. Well, I reach down and like to to take a drink, and I mean the water hits my tooth and like that nerve's exposed. So like it hurt bad. So I'm like, whoa. Well, about that same time, I felt something pop in my my lip. And I'm like, what the heck? So I asked, I said, what is this? I guess where that tooth had went down into my, my lip, there was like a big old hunk of like, look like hamburger that come out of that hole in my, my lip. So then I have to go in the bathroom and try to figure out what to do because it obviously won't go back in the hole that it's in. So uh, long story short, there's a lot of blood. And, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of questions that we have. A lot of questions, but it was a long night. Uh just to sleep, breathe, do anything that, you know, when your tooth nerve is exposed, it's I don't hell. know that because I've never been hit in the face by a bull. I was always so good that I would well, I tell Okay, you, I, okay, I, so I, what, what about what has happened to you, Rump? 
Well, I got uh, the, the butt accident. Yeah, the butt accident. Yeah. Okay, yeah. My nerves are also exposed. <laughs> so. well, don't leave our people who don't know. Let's go ahead and inform I them. I had a horn up into my lower colon. If, if you believe this or not, Justin Rumford at one time was probably the size that I am and was a really good bullfighter. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Even, he even fought some bad ones, but he had has two also... Two inches of bullhorn up to his... Yeah, I still... I, I it went in the exit, if I you know what in, I'm saying. I was in ICU for two weeks trying not to die. But it's no joke. I've still got the moves. Even the, in, the last, <laughs> in the last 10 years, still even though I'm moves. not a bullfighter, like when I work at Blackwell Livestock Auction in Blackwell, Oklahoma, I would fight every bull <laughs> that came into the alley because I still can. And Cody, when you said we're talking about, he really oh, is a great athlete. I'm, thank you. I gotta High admit five. that. I, thanks, Webb. That makes me feel good. But Webster and Tuckness kind of let me down one time at Fort Madison because we were um, Fort Madison, Iowa. It was the rodeo of the day the other day, and it's one somebody of, had a couple too many of them gold buckle seltzers. I have and more fun. Let his mouth overload his. So I told I told Webster. I said, "There's this bull of uh, Servi Rodeo, Shad Smith, called Big Sexy." And he's a big, big, white muley. No horns. No horns. So I was like, I told Webster and Tuck, I go, hey, I'm going to fight this muley. And he's pretty mean. He was pretty mean. So I get out there during the bull ride. And Big Sexy, he goes to the back end. So I'm going to fight him in the middle of Fort Madison's arena, which is huge, like 10 acres. And I'm out there. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this is a terrible idea. But at least my two good friends... Cody Webster. This is a lot like the Vegas fight, though. This, That's what's you, you like, wrong. If I get hooked down, Cody Webster and Dusty Tuckness are not going to let me get hurt. I get out in the middle of that arena, and here comes Big Sexy, and we lock eyes. <laughs> and he was as surprised as I was. And I started making around, and he's about to hook me down. Like He's, he's literally, like, hooking up with the rump. And like I'm they're, thinking, they're going around. I'm thinking, any minute now, Dusty Tuckness and Cody Webster are going to jump in and save the day. And I look up out of the corner of my eye, and they are 290 feet away at the lo- at the bucking shoots laughing at me. You asked I'm for out it. there by myself, just floating like a feather in the air. Like, that's the thing, is all, the, all these stories that come on, Rump, like, you act like you didn't deserve anything that you've ever gotten. <laughs> I didn't. De- but you know what, though? At the end of the day, I made the rounds. That bull did not hook me, and, like, there was probably Thankfully, the bull felt sorry for There was 10,000 people there, and I'll bet 325 clapped for me. So, At least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I also want to bring this up. I know it's a, a bad subject. We don't really like to do that, but uh, pretty big bummer this year at the PBR finals uh, on the COVID deal. Yeah, it. Uh, that's a big old punch in the... Yeah, uh, so... Because you were sick. Yeah, he got popped for COVID positive test the week before. Or no, I, I ended up getting symptoms uh, somewhere along the 29th or the first, and then by the time I mean I thought it was just allergies, what you know, everything that everybody else has That's got going on, and then I'm headed to Sioux Falls for the Velocity Finals, and I go test and I'm positive. So uh, instead of going and testing. When I thought I had just allergies, you know, I'd have probably timed out by then. But it's just the rules. It's how it goes. And uh, definitely but you, but built you, some character. And yeah. But you were tested negative before the PBR finals. But, yeah, I ended up testing testing negative. But there's a couple days there that was pretty rough. And uh, I just 
it is what it is. Kind of big bummer, but it. at least we're back at the NFR. But yeah, I'm I'm thankful, man. It's uh, you know, it it opens your eyes. You really you have to miss something like that. You know, we always want things to go our way and do what we want to do. But mm-hmm. uh, something like that happens. You know, it it kind of punching the throat, but it humbles you up and makes you appreciate things. Well, and it's not just the prestige of working that event. It's financially. Yeah, financially. it's. I mean, you lost almost $20,000. That that hurts. Did did you know that? Did you know you lost almost that much? I'll bet he did. (laughs) Cody Cody knows every dollar he's ever spent for the last 34 years. Really? Oh, man. Again, this is again. One of the no, I'm saying in a you good start way. these stories, and then you want to you want to fiddle it into this big. You want to rump the story. I'm not rump. It, you said, you are very frugal, Cody. I said you're very good with your money. You know where each penny goes. Frugal. Still sour about that because you. That was the deal. If I had helped you drive, you would pay for all the diesel. Okay. Everything else. <laughs> the only story I'm going to tell about you financially, Caldwell, Idaho. We're adults. We're grown ass men. And so we all go to the golf, uh, the go kart track, and um, <laughs> it's me and Webster and uh, Tuck and Sage Kimsey and Boudreaux. So we're gonna race go karts the night before Caldwell started. He needed an extra large cart. Yeah, but they had one. I was so excited to get ready for the cart. I gave Webster my credit card, and I go, "Hey, go pay <laughs> for mine. I'm gonna go get my cart." So he paid for everybody's on my cart. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. Didn't then, mean that. Didn't mean the that. The worst pl- place was we. Uh, I had went to uh, an Applebee's beforehand, which was lovely, and uh, had the appetizer and like thirty-eight beers. And about the fourteenth time around that track inside that building, I threw up, and you guys all spun out in it and damn near wrecked. Well, so that was kind of gross. There's but been a lot of gross stuff. It's with a you, great story, Rump. We got time to tell it again. No, I mean go kart racing. We're adults. It's yeah. What, what about the jalapeno back? Oh, we bill. told that. We one told two that. Days, yeah, yeah. Okay. With the yeah. other guys, as you're getting your There's face. There's been so much over the years that just is so gross and bad that I know. I'm but not even what about the time you guys slept together? No, no, no. We're, we're not going there. No. Well, and, that, yeah. And you know what? We I think we should tell it. No, we're not going to. But we should have brought that up with Will. Like when you rodeo <laughs> with a group of people, not like like. No, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you have. There's going to be times when you have to sleep. The like, thing, the thing is, we was on a full summer run. So Rump being Rump, he's like, "Hey man, I will, I will pay for all the diesel if you'll just help me drive." I said measles. I've got this, <laughs> I got this big old ninety-two foot trailer. You can have your own room. Blah blah blah. So it's great, you know. We get going. Well, when we get on the road, I have no pillow, no blankets. Uh, tend to get run over, hooked around, uh, time to time. So, like, I'm beat up, I'm tired, I'm sore, and... You were 18, there's no way you could be beat up back then. And we didn't have enough power to run the back air conditioners, so the only air conditioner that someone would turn on was up on the front. So we had, like, nine people in the front of the RV. (laughs) Was was this your 16-foot toy hauler? No, no, this is the big trailer. That's not the one that was in Douglas when we all watched Insidious. Insidious. And we were so scared, we had to get out and, like, hook the trailer up together We watched, like, one of the scariest, it's called Insidious, like, it's just such a dumb show. All Still three of us me. at two in the afternoon screaming like little girls in a camper. It was I, awful. Till this day, I don't watch scary movies. It wasn't that scary, but yeah, we, oh. we really, really. Was, no, when we drive scary. all night, we we drive all night from wherever we were going, and like we pull up, we back in. We're in this rodeo grounds, but it's dark. 
No lights anywhere. Kimball, Nebraska, which is creepy and with he, the lights on. He will not get out of the truck unless no. I do to plug in the camera if because he's one, scared. If there's one thing I learned from terror, uh, horror movies, if you get out in the dark, that's when you get killed by monsters. That's it. And that's a proven fact. We pack. wasn't getting out of the pickup. Hell no. You, I don't need to be killed by a monster. <laughs> I got, you know. But you, when you rodeo full-time with people, there's going to be times when it's not convenient. You know, When I rodeoed, when I steer wrestled with Shane Henderson – Drew Melvin, Jewel Hazen, and Tyson Britton. I used to have to stay on the fold-out couch in an integrity trailer with Jewel. Yeah, there there was a time where uh, I had to come over and like bum food from Rumford because uh, not going to name names the contractor or anybody, but couldn't <laughs> make enough money to eat, much less get up and down the road. Yeah, so. We we well, got you one meal a day. It just happens to be at the rodeo hospitality tent. Well, that was actually I did the smartest thing financially I'd ever did. I went to a Dollar Tree, and they had a these cans of uh, raviolis, but not like there wasn't like a brand name on it. It was just a white can with black lettering that said raviolis, and you could buy a hundred cans for thirty-four bucks. So I was like, man, for thirty-four bucks, we could eat a hundred can of raviolis for like a month and a half. Ugh. And, and we, we bought did. these raviolis, and they were the worst things ever. <laughs> you also used to uh, ramen. Has anybody ever made ramen noodles in a coffee pot? I come up with that. That's actually you guys. You have, sir. That I've never thought of that. You put the ramen noodles in the empty, you know, in an empty pot, coffee pot, and then hotel. just hit brew, and obviously not put coffee in the and the, and then it. I I never knew that. You know, that was actually very thrifty. Rufford, you need to be sponsored by ramen noodles. You know what, Ashley can verify this. I made ramen noodles for us last night for supper. I told you. Wow. Um, but moving forward. You have bull schools where you actually teach, and yeah. uh, there's there's been a hundred kids around here uh, all weekend with the uh, the junior rodeo activities. But you have bull schools at your house where you teach freestyle bullfighting. You raise your own Mexican fighting bulls. You got a ton of cattle. Do you um, at your schools like when you're teaching these guys about freestyle bullfighting? Do you ever tell them like um, about the rodeo lifestyle, like the ins and outs, because it's definitely something that it's hard to learn because there's so many kids, I feel like, that has uh, an ungodly amount of talent, but they just don't know how day-to-day the rodeo system works if you're going to do it for a you living. Just, you gotta, you got to live it, and that's something that we do try to kind of talk about and get through well, the deal. But I guess just take, really take it's, us through the bull school. Tell like, us about it. It's, uh, it's right there at my house. We've got our own arena. Uh, like Rump said, we've got our own cattle and everything going on. And here the last couple of years, like with the Cody Webster brand and, and the uh, the clothing line and everything, has just really pushed me on to, to try to uh, just grow the brand overall. So, like, we've been doing different things with the YouTube videos. And, and uh, you know, Dale Brisby is one of my really good friends, and he's helped me tremendously with, with branding myself. And it's really turned into just a, a huge deal of like, I mean, you're talking like get on my email with the bull school and there's there's three, 350 uh, applications of kids wanting to come to Sweet. the ranch to fight bulls. So it's it's really turned That's into awesome. a big deal. But it's, man, I love teaching. I mm-hmm. love uh, giving so back to the sport. And so you, you go on to CodyWebsterBullfighting.com, you send in your application for the bull school. And so everything will go into the email. And then when we schedule camps or or private camps or everything that's going on, we can reach in the pile. Uh, I like to kind of go through and, and pick out. Uh, I'll kind of do some social media creeping. So uh, I'll take 
you know, five students, and I'll go check out their videos, and I kind of group. Yeah, because you, know, you, you can't just take – because you and, my, uh, you and me both know from putting on schools, if you, if you have – and I'm not – I don't mean this mean. Well, you want to have your you, beginners with the if beginners. You, if you take ten guys to a bullfighting school – a lot of time, out of those ten, there's only going to be two that are actually serious enough to fight bulls good, and and that kid possibly move on. So you right. spend a lot of time with uh, guys that maybe aren't cut out, not not cut out for it, or just kind of there for the the experience, which is totally fine. Like I mean, I'm I'm down for anybody that wants to come and and be a part of my profession and and see what my lifestyle is. I'm I'm down for it because the more we can grow this and. You know, like the YouTube videos has really turned into a deal, too, that uh, really wasn't – I didn't realize how big of an impact it was having on the youngsters yeah. until last year we were we were at the finals in Vegas and just hundreds and hundreds of parents coming up and just bragging on, you know, how much they appreciate the videos being uh, suitable for kids. And, and, like, there's – Not like Rump Chat, suitable for not kids. Not so much. But, you know, but it really has. It's made me step back and realize – you know, but you think about things. I mean, I had eight seconds. I had uh, the rodeo blooper tapes. Uh, you know, that was the stuff that I grew up on and that and watched it every day. And you have to really step back and think about that because these kids, they've all got cell phones. They're all watching. Uh, there's a lot of bad stuff out there to be watching. And if we can get these kids hooked on rodeo or bullfighting or, or something in our Western industry, you know, the world's going to be a lot better place down the road. So, um you were there. Uh, we did a bullfighting school years ago, not that long ago, but at Weatherford, Oklahoma. And it, this was one cool thing about Webster. He worked the barrel. and Really I'm, good barrel, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes getting hit in the barrel sucks. It does. Like it hurts, but he worked the barrel. But my main job, and I need to start doing this at bull school, my, I was the motivational speaker. So when we had – some kids that wouldn't fight bulls very yeah, good. Yeah, because he's not so much the athletic guy. No, I, mean, I made some rounds at the school, but I would go to these kids, and this this one kid, he wouldn't go to a bull. And and you do such a good job at matching the talent with the bull. Like, you're not going to put a kid who shouldn't be in front of a super hot bull. No. If, if a kid's not very good, you start them off with a calf or something they can ease around on. But this one kid, he would not go to a bull. He was scared to death, so Cody says, you got to go give him a talking to. So I pulled this kid aside, and I said, buddy, you paid some money to be here. And I said, you want to be a bullfighter? He said, yeah, I do. I said, well, it's time to look inside your soul. I said, you know, when I look into your eyes, you know what I see? I see a champion. I see a champion yeah. stuck inside. And I said, until you let that champion out, so you're never going to get there. But I said, this bull out in that arena, I said, he's not bad. And I said, you got Cody Webster right here. You got Wasey Munsell and Chuck and all the guys that were there. I said, you got the best bullfighters in the world standing by the fence. This bull cannot hurt you. I said, you're a champion. I want you to be a champion. You want to be a champion? He goes, yeah. I go, go get him, champ. And he goes out into that middle arena, and this fighting bull comes out, and he locks up, never moves. And this bull hit him so hard it broke his femur. It did. It, how, how do you rebound from that? <laughs> and it's hard. On, on the way to the hospital, I built him up. <laughs> it's like, you're going to have a good surgery, you know. So well, maybe if you need me to be a motivational speaker at bull school, I can. Um, nah, so you I, told him they all, always need sound, man. Yeah. 
But the deal is, like with the bull school, is it, it, like you it's said, it's matching experience. up the the guys with the talent. You know, so like we we do have bulls around, and if there's a certain guy that's ready for a bull, we'll fight a bull. But we have about 70 ahead of the Mexican fighting cows around, and that's what we use for the schools is the cows and the heifers. And just for that reason is that these, you know, a bull's got a lot of muscle on his neck. He's he's strong, and when they punch you, it breaks bones. Those cows, they can get you down. They can hook you, and they're definitely going to scrape you up, make you bleed a little bit. But at the end of the day, they're not breaking bones, and uh, that's just a huge part of well, the success for the yeah, bull schools. Yeah, and I, I think that's the best thing you do. Like I said earlier, like, so many of these uh, schools will just say, you want to fight bulls? Here's one. You know, the old that was the old school way to do it. You want to be a bull fighter? Let's run one in. But you match them up so good. Have you ever had a situation where you're like, hey, man, thank you for coming, but you're not quite to this level? Or can you kind of – Well, like it – I mean, it, it definitely is. We'll hit that point. But, like, kind of – it's it's not so much for me to say that, hey, man, if this is your dream – you. You don't need to go chase your yeah. dream. I'm yeah. not going to be that guy. Well, you so don't want to be a dream killer, but also – I want to help him out as much as yeah. I can. But at the same time, like, if a cow's got a guy down and he's just kind of been lollygagging around, we might wait a little while to go get the cow off of him. <laughs> I little, mean, you got to figure it out. But it's not my place to tell you to go chase your dreams or not. Yeah. You know. And those guys all stay right at your house, right? Yeah, we've, we've got a bunkhouse built. And, I mean, it's the full full experience. When you come to the bull school – you're going to get to eat with us. You're going to get to train with us, work out, the live cattle, uh, sit around the campfire at night, talking business. Uh, just just the full the full day that goes on at Cody Webster's house. What do you do during the NFR? What's The days that you don't come to rub chat, like NFR, what's a normal day and you're not getting your teeth knocked out or looking for it in your poop? Like just a normal day besides that. <laughs> well, like <laughs> normally we're in Vegas and – uh, we've got a lot of sponsor obligations and appearances and everything that's going on. But with the crazy year, uh, this year has been pretty nice being able to lay around, especially with the what you just mentioned going on. Uh, just kind of laying around, trying to uh, go see the sports medicine guys during the mornings and just mainly being ready for the night, you know, trying to keep these guys safe. And uh, it's been kind of seems like this year we've had a lot more action having to take care of these guys. I don't know if that's what the Bulls – not having as many outs and being fresher or just maybe not the long haul to Vegas or I don't know, just something's going on. But uh, we've true. we've definitely – seems like every night we've had to do something to keep keep these guys safe. And normally there's a couple nights you'll take some abuse, but it seems like every night we've had something we've had to step in and, and take care of. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's the three greatest in the game, you know, uh, three of the greatest, not the greatest. But And uh, I know if I was getting on Bulls, you know, actually, my bull riding career got ended by a 4-H heifer. So, I'm not going to get on bulls. But if I did, I would want you guys out there. So, Amen. Because I, I got, appreciate yeah, that. It was a 4-H heifer. It was awful. Man, I hung up. She awesome. stepped on me. It was crazy. I cried. <laughs> there goes your bull riding. You know, he cried when a speaker broke his leg. You knew that, right? I did not cry. A lot of people but said it hurt. you did. Reno Rosser's got a video of you crying. but I was tipping my hat as they put me in the ambulance. With tears in your eyes. It was 9 a.m. in Hambo. Vegas. He was crying. Don't ever go to an emergency room in Vegas. I've uh, been there. It's not Nasty good. place. Not you good. want to see more, go to hambonecries.com. <laughs> uh, before, uh, before we check out, I just want to do say one thing. I got quite the email today. It's a scam going around. Oh, yeah. This is oh, great. No, no this, is, this is true. Can I read wrong. it? So this is a big heads up. Uh, For all our viewers and listeners. Yeah. Breaking news. 
this is a dun, 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 dun. this is a scam floating around. So just explain. It's a long email. Just explain. So I got an email from a guy named Ben, that and he had my, one of my old um, passwords, right? And it says it at the top. The password was for his Instagram. Yeah, it said the password was fantastic twelve fourteen. I don't know why, but he says I've got your passwords, and I've put this spyware on your phone, and I've got video of you watching pornography. If you don't pay me $4,800 in the next 12 hours, I will send out um, a split screen, one of the, the website you're watching, and two the uh, the other point of me on the phone watching me watching it. And he said uh, $4,800 or he's going to post me watching dirty movies on the Internet. And... Um, and he, he's emailing back and forth. So, so I, if we could get a collection for $4,800, yeah. no, uh, that'd be great. So obviously I don't look at that kind of stuff. So I text him back. I go, cool. I said, put it up. <laughs> he sends me an email back. How about 1000 We'll call it good. <laughs> so if, uh, if you get an email about watching dirty videos, it's just a scam. So hopefully. Unless you're watching dirty videos, then you need Jesus. Okay. So, But anyhow, round number six tonight. Cody Webster. We're going to wrap it up on that. Okay. Well, I'm serious. Don't don't pay you know, for I it. I get one from my friends, you know, that say, uh, hey, I'm in, uh, you know, Spain. Send me $1,000. Help. I need your help. You know, I've, I've had that happen to me, but not for being. The Sultan of Oman needs 16000 If you could send him 400 that would help. <laughs> well, good luck, Webb. The rest of the time, stay healthy. You're the man. Congrats. Bullfighter of the year. Baddest cat ever, everybody. He is. He's awesome. He's our friend. He's Cody Webster. How about it for Cody Webster, everybody? Don't forget tomorrow, Pete Car Rodeo presents the Permit Challenge. Right side, Cowtown Coliseum. Get your tickets and be there. Watch party night. What? Chancey Williams. Is that tonight? That's tonight, Tuesday and Thursday. Oh. Anyway, but coming up on this stage here in a little bit, Ross are you here, right? Okay, I was hoping because I saw your guitar. This guy back here. I know. He's why why awesome. did you say? Did you say Ross? Remember, remember Bonner? Right yeah. Yes, brother. Yeah, right on. He's awesome. So stick around, drink some Gold Buckle beer, some seltzers, and uh, listen to some awesome music from a good buddy, Ross Cooper. He's badass. Played in there last night. Uh, now he's playing here. But uh, again, stay safe, brother. And if you Keep need to. If anybody needs to clean up for the final rounds of the NFR, don't forget, RupChat20 is the code that will give you 20% off of oh, Manscaped.com. So if you need to shave your arms or your back or your JD, butt. JD, shave off that horrible goatee. Manscaped, it's not just for your balls. RupChat20, okay? Manscaped.com. Rump <laughs> Rump no pinching, 20. pulling, or scratching. Yep. Thank you again, everybody. Pit I think I'm whiskey, lying. Gold Buckle Beer, Pink Car Rodeo. Cody Webster. Cody Webster. 2020 steer pusher, Andy Hilton. Is that Grady Potter? <laughs> and Grady Potter. Okay. All right. We're out of here. Thanks, everybody. My boss is here. Hey, Brady, was he just a terrible employee? You're pretty bad, yeah.